as you have guessed it and you have seen it we are talking about that man jesus who is he why is he important and who are we to him well you're welcome to this episode i am your host mofoluake and this is the agape movement a movement that spreads the love of god through addressing issues guarding people's opinion and experiences on various subjects and also worship and god affirmation thank you so much if you have been listening to this podcast god bless you thank you for always supporting me and always you know giving me feedback i really love the feedback it makes me happy so sit back and enjoy this episode Bye. I'm not much of a storyteller, but I will tell you this story and I hope you enjoy it. So one day there was a man and a woman who were set to marry and they were called Mary and Joseph. Mary was a Jewish lady who was described as a young virgin, while Joseph was a carpenter who was also a jewish man of nazareth mary and joseph were said to marry when the holy spirit visited mary and told her that she would conceive a child of the holy ghost which will be the savior of the world then the angel also visited joseph because he once he found out that mary was um pregnant without both of them having the relation he thought of dismissing her quietly so the angel also visited joseph through a dream and informed him of the things that would occur and they will name the child jesus as he will save everyone from their sin so the child that was to be born was so special that even the old testament announced his birth way before he was born Prophet Isaiah revealed the revelation to let people know about the Savior. He was so special that Elizabeth, Mary's relative, gave it to an announcer, John the Baptist, that would preach and explain the arrival of Jesus way before he would arrive at that place. So one day, the Roman Emperor made a law that everyone must pay tax. And Joseph and Mary lived in Nazareth. So which was about 65 miles-ish from where they had to pay their tax in Bethlehem. And Mary, who was pregnant at the time, had to embark on the journey as well. So they both embarked on the journey to pay their tax. And you imagine they were not the only one who had to travel. So I'm sure they had lots of stops which may have delayed the journey that when they eventually got to Bethlehem, all the rooms and hotels were filled up completely. And the only place they could find to lay their head was a stable filled with animals. And in that beautiful night, Jesus was born as he laid his little head on the manger. Not so far from where they were, shepherds who laid and tended to their sheep were. The angels of God appeared to them and told them not to be afraid, for the son has been born. A few weeks later, they took baby Jesus to the temple, and they happened to have met a man named Simon, 
who the Holy Ghost had told him that he will meet and see Jesus before he died. And when he did, he lifted up his hand and said that this child will bring salvation to all people. Even a widow knew who he was without an announcement. There were three wise men who saw the star and knew what the prophet had said about Jesus and they sought out to look for him with the instruction of a king Herod to come back and tell him that they found him for there was another king and he was surprised. But at the sight of Jesus they praised and gave him gifts and received instruction from God not to return to the king and they went on their way to their cities through another route. Herod wanted to be the only king and after hearing that Jesus would be the king, he decided to kill all the babies in Bethlehem. But before then, the angel of God had told Mary and Joseph to move to Egypt as they would be safe and when Herod died, they would move back to Nazareth. So Jesus grew up in Nazareth. He learned so many, many things, became strong in the spirit. The grace of God was with him. He wasn't like any other child. At the age of 12, he was among teachers answering questions. He learned more and more about his heavenly father's work. When Jesus eventually grew up, he began to embark on doing his father's job. One day, when John the Baptist was baptizing people in the Jordan River, Jesus came to him and said, Baptize me. And when he did, the sky opened up and the Holy Spirit came in form of a dove and said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Much later, while teaching at sea, one day he saw fishers of men, fishermen, who have laid their nets in seas for days and had no results of fish. And he told them, Cast their lots. And because of the faith they had in him, they did, and they had lots of fishes. And Jesus told them, follow me, for how I will make you fishers of men. Jesus went on fast and tempted by the devil. Jesus performed miracles during his time, turned water to wine, healed the sick, gave hope to the hopeless. He taught the gospel, told many stories, taught on forgiveness, how to pray to raise the dead. One day, Jesus went to Nazareth, the city where he had grown up, and to the synagogue, which was a building where the Jews go to church. He stood up and he read from the scriptures. He read the words of the prophet Isaiah, and Isaiah had said that the Savior would come on earth and will help everyone. Jesus explained these words to them and told them that he was the savior and they were surprised and they questioned themselves saying is this not the carpenter's child is this not joseph's son they didn't believe that jesus was the son of god and they told god to prove it to them by performing miracles but it declined and this made the people very angry that they took jesus to the hill and almost wanted to throw him off but he escaped and went to another city and went about doing his father's work as usual. He told his disciples of what will happen to him 
as he is said to die and will, be, and will rise again on the third day for it is destined that he had for it was destined for him he had the last supper with him that his time is soon they had together and they prayed jesus and his disciple went to the garden of gethsemane to pray as jesus went to seek the second option as the tax seemed too much but the angels came to him and strengthened him for the journey ahead then as an army came with swords to arrest jesus as judas iscariot has betrayed jesus for mourning the jewish leader asked jesus questions they said that he had broken the lord by saying that he was the son of god jesus told them that he was the son of god and he wasn't lying they said jesus was guilty and should die but the jewish leader did not have any authority or power to sentence jesus to death so they took him to pilate who sentenced jesus would could sentence jesus to die but when they got to pilate they they told him everything that had happened and that jesus had taught the people to disobey the roman law after so much investigation pilate did not think jesus had done anything wrong pilate wanted to let jesus go the crowd wanted jesus to be crucified so pilate washed his hands away from his case and he said that it's not going to be responsible for Jesus' death. The people said that they will take the responsibility for his death and the blood will be on their lives and their children's. Pilate told the soldiers to crucify Jesus. Then the soldiers beat Jesus with whips and they mocked him. They put a purple robe on him. They made a crown of thorns and put it on Jesus' head. They laughed at him and spat at him and they called him the king of Jews. Many people followed the soldiers had they took Jesus to a hill nearby Jerusalem. They made him carry his own cross. They nailed his hand to and feet to the cross and lifted it up. They also crucified two other men beside him who were thieves. Jesus endured a lot on the cross and he prayed and he died. When he died, an earthquake broke out. Huge rocks into pieces. The curtain in the temple called the vein was torn into two. He was covered in a white cloth and he was buried in a tomb. But after three days, the tomb was open and he was alive again. He appeared to Mary and the apostles and stayed with them for 40 days until he ascended to heaven. The end. So that is the story of Jesus. So who really is Jesus? Jesus is God who became flesh. In John 1 verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, In the beginning was the world, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made in him was life, and life was the light of men, and the life shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. We also see in John 1 verse 14, 
and the world became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth and jesus made evidence knowing that he was god in john 8 verse 58 very truly i tell you jesus answered before abraham was i am and he made this other reference in exodus when they were saying when moses was asking god what would i say to the people who sent me and he said tell them i am sent you jesus had to be god because he's the only righteous one and had to become flesh to take up the scene to the grave with physical death only god could provide such sacrifice and he became flesh to do it once and for all so what does jesus have to do with me you ask well jesus has everything to do with you jesus came for one purpose and that was for us because of the love that he had for us he came to die for us let me explain the normal sacrificial rites in the old testament during the time of moses so when god used moses to rescue the israelites he then um, instructed moses with a project with a very detailed work a very specific inches it must be this length to this length 30 by 45 by 6 it was a complete detailed work on how a tabernacle should be built the from the golden tables to the bread altars to the incense of lamb to the how many um lamps must be there and the purpose of this tabernacle was a sacred place where uh, people could come and worship and have other activities and this tabernacle had three courts the outer court the inner court and the holies of holies right and people could come in through the beautiful gates of this tabernacle into the outer courts where they were all welcome so the outer court of this tabernacle was open to all so that you know you could hang around with friends and you know talk but if you came to worship you know looking to offer sacrifice on the altar then can you proceed into the inner court which is also an open area but this is where the animals were killed and burnt and offerings on the altar by various priests on duty at that time so after this inner court or the garden then you will see a place which they called the holies of holies the holy place which only the high priest could enter and this priest will make atonement for the person who had come to you know um make sacrifice for the sin that he or she had committed and it was said to be forgiven so on the day of this atonement the priest was required to you know lay both hands on the goat or the sacrifice that the person brought and confess all their iniquity of the people of israel and the transgression all the sins and everything and this symbolic action was to signify the transfer of sin to the animal in turn will bear all the sins of the person itself and the holies of holies was only for the high priest but now in this hour in this circumstance now because of the death of jesus on the cross the veil that separated the holies of holies was torn by the blood of Christ.
Christ. Because of the death, the veil was torn and every believer now has access. The only requirement for you to enter the Holy of Holies is for you to be born again. And Jesus, who was an high priest, sat on the throne and brought, broke every quota using his blood on the altar once and for all. And he made it accessible for everyone to come to him. You don't need to send anyone. You don't need to, you know, beg somebody to go on your behalf. You can go face to face. And what Jesus did was an everlasting sacrifice to all that were accepting. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3 to 4, Therefore I have delivered unto you, first of all, that which I have received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and then he was buried, and then he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. That is what he did for you. He went to the grave, took all our sins, and rose again to show the evidence that he had conquered death and sin. He came to show the price had been paid, the battle has been won, the fight and the war has been completed. You do not need to fight anymore. So what have you received? You have received new life. When he went to the grave and he um, died, we went with him. When he died, we died with him. When he rose, we rose with him. We are dead to sin and we are alive in Christ. The Bible says, In whom we have the redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he had abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasures, which had purposed in himself, that in his dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him who also have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of the glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that he has heard the word of the truth, the gospel of salvation in whom also also ye believed you were sealed with the holy spirit of promise which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory and because of jesus we have redemption and inheritance we are called sons of god we are clearly and loudly we can clearly and loudly declare that we have a father and we are not left orphan because we believed and we have also received the gift of the holy spirit we have been sealed by the holy spirit we received the holy spirit for guidance in our lives so in summary in summary jesus is love jesus loved us so much that he did what he did and he was the only one who could do what he did for us. And he did it right. Only a righteous man can do an internal work of Christ. And which was what Jesus did. So this is the end of this episode titled Jesus. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you continue to acknowledge who Jesus is to you. And how much he loves you every day.
daily he loves you so so much let us pray heavenly father we say thank you for the listeners of this podcast we thank you for um blessing them we thank you for the gift of salvation we thank you for sending your only son to die for us we thank you for because of what you did nothing can hold us down because of what you did in the cross we have we are whole we are new in your life we are new in christ for all things have passed away and now we walk in the midst of life in you we thank you because of you love us so much your love abounds with us every single day we thank you for your love we thank you for your grace of our lives we thank you for your mercy of our lives in jesus name thank you so much for listening to my podcast i am your host Mopoluake, as always and this is the agape moment thank you